Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for listening to the best Houston sports podcast. And oh, brother, we've been there for you this regular season for the good. And there was a ton of that. And we're here for you to soothe the soul after the most devastating of endings for your Houston Astros. Robert, alongside co-host Stephen Curran. I don't want I don't know what to say to Astro fan right now. Steven, do you have any words of wisdom? Can you give us that Gettysburg address or summon your Martin Luther King and try to work us back up to the mountaintop? Well, you know, you're you're putting me in uh, game seven pressure right now, Robert, after the <laughs> after <laughs> game seven is over, I have to say. But you know, I it's funny you ask. I was thinking about that in the later stages of the game is, you know, obviously we're all disappointed if you're an Astros fan. It's a bitter pill to swallow, but there, there are a couple things that, that really jump out at me. Number one is there are a lot of teams that would love to trade places with the Astros and be in two of the last three World Series. I mean, that it is hard to do that, especially in baseball. When you think of other teams over the last few years who won World Series and they didn't even get to the playoffs the next year and haven't won a World Series since, and the Astros, they've only won one. It was in 2017, but they've been to two of the last three. And the other is if you compare – now, I, I realize not all of our listeners have followed the Astros as long as you and I have, Robert. I've been following them since the 70s. They didn't even make the playoffs in the 60s or the 70s. They had good players, but they kept trading them away. You know, in the 80s, they, they finally got in in the 1980 season. And in the 90s, they had some teams that you thought might be in the World Series, and they had some in 2005. But I, I think that really – you know, this team and the team in 2017 were certainly closer than any other team the Astros have ever had or any of the other teams they've had to get to the World Series. And my other thing, I guess number three would be, yes, if if you wanted to, world to win the World Series, this season fell short. But there have been so many highlights, so many high points during this season, so many milestones you know, so many great moments with Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, Jose Altuve, Jordan Alvarez. I mean, we, we could go down the list of, of people who have contributed to the Astros cause this year. So while it is a bitter pill to swallow, Robert, and while we're all disappointed, it's not the end of the world. I, I, maybe the, the slogan should now be instead of take it back, Astros will be back. And I think they will be back. You and I were talking the other night about the fact that it's just it's harder to get excited, I think, in a team in a way uh, when you're in the playoffs and you're the Goliath. I mean, the Astros were such the Goliath. And in 2017, maybe they weren't the David. Maybe they weren't this incredible underdog. They had a great team. But as an Astro fan, you felt like, we're playing the Yankees and the Red Sox and we got to go through these teams. And then in the end you go through the Dodgers. So you went through three of the blue bloods and, you know, we talked about it back that year of just how incredibly fun, not only it was to win, but to beat the blue bloods and to feel like, Hey, you, you did something that you'd never done before and you did it in, in the most glorious way. And then there was all of the emotion of everything else that was going on. But yeah, in sports, it is more fun. I do find it more fun to be the David. I, You know, I could say, oh, I would love to be Golden State fan over the last few years. But I, I, I don't know how fun that would be after the first 
championship or maybe two championships. I know there's some people out there that are like, I can never get sick of it. But for me, I I love being the David. I, I, I'm, I'm a small person. I'm not super, I'm an average size person, I guess, but uh, relatively small by, you know, most standards. But it, it just, I, I like the, I like the little guy and, and it's, it's more fun to root for the little guy. So in that way, I guess, you know, this season didn't have the, I didn't have to feel the heart that I did some, some other seasons with Houston sports teams. Well, I I don't know that uh, it it's, you can get sick of winning. I mean, I guess you could, I, I certainly can't picture myself being in that position, but I, I do think that when you're, when you're the Goliath, you know, everybody's coming after you. And it's so much, it, it really, it does. It makes it that much harder. When you're the David, there's no pressure on you. Nobody's expecting you to do anything. Uh, you know, the, the Nationals certainly, I think, had to be the David because, first of all, they got off to a lousy start. They were the wild card team. They they had to basically fight their way through just to even get to the postseason. So they were certainly in a great position. But, you know, the, the difference really with the 2017 Astros team and the 2019 squad is that there were so many dramatic moments when the Astros were pinned up against the wall in 2017 that they came back from and which they really didn't. They, they had a few of moments this year with the 2019 postseason, but certainly not the kind that you saw in 2017. Just when you thought that they were on the ropes, they were going to go down. They kept coming back and kept coming back and kept coming back. And then when they got into a game seven in the 2017 world series, they won it on the road. So that's the difference. But yeah, it, it really is so difficult in sports just to keep getting back there time and time again. Unless you're, you know, the New England Patriots, the Golden State Warriors, teams like that. But they are few and far between, let me tell you. Was it more frustrating to get swept in 2005 or to lose this World Series? You know, I, I guess really for me it was more frustrating to get swept because – you, you at least want to be in the conversation. You want to be in the picture. Yes, it was their first World Series. But then the White Sox, they were a great team that year. But as disappointed as I was in losing this World Series, at least the Astros went down fighting. Now, if, we had, if, if the Astros had been swept in this year's series, oh, it would have been much more disappointing for me than 2005. But I'd say 2005 is a little bit more disappointing just because, you know, they, they didn't even win a game. And you really thought they would at least make a series of it. At the very least, they they put up a good fight for the most part, and they almost pulled it out. I mean, they certainly had a chance to win, even in Game 7, up until the seventh inning. Yeah, I would say this one was more frustrating because I think at that time, Astro fan was just happy to be in a World Series. Of course you want to win it, but they were happy to be there. The difference that you might say, though, is, well, the the Washington Nationals, that's a really good team that took you to seven games and, and eventually won. The White Sox, when you look back, I, I don't know if that team even touches either of these two teams as far as talent goes. And, I don't and, think so. And the pitching and, and all of that. So for a lot of reasons, I think this one just was more frustrating because you, you felt like uh, you you had so much talent and it looked like. Um, you had everything. And, uh, you know, to me, what sucks, Stephen, is you worked hard all year to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs, all the way through the World Series. 
you know, being at home helped in the ALDS. It helped in the ALCS. The problem in the World Series, though, was mostly two guys, Scherzer and Strasburg. They didn't pitch in Washington, but they pitched all four games in Houston, and they outpitched the Astros' two aces in the series, Verlander and Cole. It's no shame to lose to those pitchers. And, I mean, Strasburg is is a three-time all-star, and if he could stay healthy, would probably have a Hall of Fame career going. And Max Scherzer, we know that guy is a Hall of Famer today. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer today. And what a gut – I mean, I can't say it loud enough. What a gutsy performance. I mean, I know – you know, yeah, he's with the Nationals, and who cares? But it was a tremendously gutsy performance after basically having back spasms and not even being able to go out and start a World Series game just three days earlier. And 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 there he was getting out of trouble over and over again. And you can, you know, be disappointed that the Astros screwed up and they should have got him off. The, but he was making great pitches all the way through those sequences. He was hard to hit. I mean, hell, it's hard. Yeah, he certainly was. And you just felt like the the Nationals had the momentum on their side. And if Max Scherzer could could even put in a decent performance, that they certainly had a chance to win. Well, he did more than that. I mean, the Astros made him work just like they did in uh, game one. But he came through when he had to. And, yeah, even if you're not a Nationals fan, you at least have to feel good that he was able to come back and pitch. Because several days ago, he couldn't even put his shirt on by himself without help. So... And, and getting back to the home field advantage, of course you want to have home field advantage anytime you can get it. But the crazy thing is, is that coming into the game seven, the home team was 18 and 21 in the last, what, 39 World Series where there's been a game seven. So it, it doesn't necessarily buy you a championship. Obviously, if you're the Astros or whomever the team is, you want to play your best all season long and be the best team so that you can have it all the way through. It just doesn't always happen, and it certainly didn't this year with the road team winning every game. That's about as crazy as it gets. We're well into the show. We haven't talked a ton about the game, but you know the gorilla in the room and what everybody's going to be talking about tomorrow is Garrett Cole. We haven't heard uh, – this is right after the game. We haven't heard what A.J. Hinch has said in the postgame or is going to say at this point for us, but my guess would be that maybe he just wasn't super – uh, impressed with what they were seeing from Garrett Cole in the bullpen, or maybe Garrett didn't feel all that well. And it was an it was a weird situation because I wanted to I don't know about you I wanted to go with Granky as long as he was doing his Jack Morris Game Seven impersonation, and then he gives up the home run, and I'm saying, well, let's stick with him because he looked focused, and that was the one mistake he had made. And 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 then he has the walk, and at that point. I don't know if I want to bring Garrett Cole, who's never relieved into that situation where Will Harris has got you out of trouble all year. And let me just say, Stephen, I've watched a ton of Astros games at Minute Maid Park. I've never seen a guy hit an opposite field home run off the foul pole. I mean, that was a team of destiny right there. That's team of destiny stuff. Yeah, that's just, you know, that's a term I've come to hate, honestly, just because I think the first time that I ever heard that was back in 83 when North Carolina State beat uh, the University of Houston. That's all I kept hearing was team of destiny and team of destiny. But, you know, what what else can you say? The Nationals, it was their year. They were another team. I mean, look at all these teams in the last few years that hadn't won a World Series in, you know, 70, 80, 90 years, whatever, the Cubs. And, uh, of course, you know, in 2004, it was the Red Sox that finally won one. And the Astros finally won one. 
So now it was the Nationals' turn. And so you just knew if you were an Astros fan, that that's probably what scared you more than anything is when you're a team of destiny, when you get hot at the right time, it's not that the Astros didn't try. It's not that, that the other team doesn't try. But there are just times that the other team is supposed to win. And that's where the Nationals are. And now they're World Series champions. The Astros are not. My only beef with A.J. Hinch in Game 7 really was pitching to Soto in the 8th. He'd killed them all series. First base was open. Why mess with them? But, hell, it didn't even matter because at that point, they're already up. The Astros still couldn't score. I mean, I never got the feeling once Corbin came in the game that they were going to score. You felt like you you were almost defeated. And honestly, when the Astros couldn't get it done early in the game, time after time after time, that's just one of those things where, you know, you've watched baseball enough and you go, if a team's not going to get it done over and over and over again, they're going to lose the game because those situations count. Well, and really, Robert, that is the story for me in this series as far as the Astros are concerned and why they didn't win it. Yes, I know the bullpen faltered in game seven and they faltered in game two, but honestly, the Astros, they're going to bemoan the many, many opportunities they had to score in all of the games that they lost. You know, you think about two games, I'm sorry, two runs is all they could get in each of their losses except for game two when I think they had three runs, but by then the Nationals had 12, so it's not like it really mattered. But two runs in most of those losses, you know, your pitchers just would have to be letter perfect in order to get those wins. And I even knew when it was one to nothing, you know, going into the middle innings, and even when it became two to nothing, I kept thinking two runs is just not going to be enough. They've got to score at least one or two more. And sure enough, the Nationals came back. And I just it, it just seemed that once again, when they hit that home run, it just took the life out of the Astros' bats because they really – didn't do anything after that. And the seventh inning, seventh inning seems to be the Astros' kryptonite. I mean, it, it killed them in this game. It killed them in game six. Killed them, uh, wasn't it, in game two in the seventh inning when they fell to pieces in that game? So really, to me, the hitting or lack thereof was really more the story in this series than the ineffective pitching when it, when it needed to count. Steven, we love Altuve and we love Bregman as Astros fans. And you know, they have been extraordinary in their Astros careers, but they were a combined four for 29 with runners in scoring position in the postseason, not just in the World Series, in the postseason. Yeah, that's that's a rough stat to look at. And and that's really, you know, if you see that, then there there you go. I mean, that's one of the big reasons is that your big bats don't come through. You know, even in the bottom of the lineup, sometimes the Astros have been able to come through during the regular season and even a little bit in the postseason. But your your middle, the, the top and middle of your lineup, those are the guys you're going to count on the most to get those runs across. And when that doesn't happen, then it makes it much tougher for the bottom of the lineup to do the same. Look, there can be frustration with the Astros for not winning with the talent that they've got. But let me just assure the younger Houston sports fans uh, as much as you might be frustrated this year, nothing was as disappointing or frustrating as the late 80s and early 90s Oilers. So let's put it in perspective for a second, <laughs> Stephen. Well, that's it, true, too. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. They made the playoffs seven consecutive years, couldn't even make it to the AFC championship game. They couldn't make it to the AFC championship game in seven years. One year, they blew a 35-3 to lead to a backup quarterback. The next year... They were 
12 and four, the most talented team in the NFL and took an 11 game winning streak into the playoffs only to lose at home to a nearly done finished Joe Montana. And let me just say the difference with these Astros is they've been in two world series won a ton of clutch games in the playoffs and they could potentially be contenders for a couple more years after going to the playoffs in four of the last five years, Steven. So there's that. Yeah. And that, that just goes back to what I said at the opening is that, you know, as I reflect on my years as a Houston sports fan, believe me, this, this loss hurts, but when you stack it up against some of the other bitter losses and bitter sports, you know, I, I referred a little while ago to the uh, 83 Houston Cougars basketball team, the five slamma jamma with Hakeem and Clyde and how they lost to North Carolina state. To me, that was one of the most bitter losses. I was in college at the time. One of the most bitter losses that I I still think it was the most bitter loss I've suffered just because U of H was supposed to win. So it's, you know, it's things like that. And you mentioned all the Oilers appearances, all those playoff appearances couldn't even get to the AFC championship, much less the Super Bowl. So if you put it in perspective, the Astros, they they still have a chance to go back at least next year, the year after. I mean, we don't know what they're going to do in the offseason. We don't know if Garrett Cole's coming back. We, we don't know about some of the other free agents, who they're going to keep, who they're going to sign. So it's a little bit early to start thinking about it, I guess. But really, you just have to, to take what you have now and build on it for next year and know that, once again, two out of the last three years, the Astros have been – to the World Series. Also, I want to just, you know, throw this at you. It's incredible how different baseball is when you compare it to the NBA. Nearly every year in the NBA, the most talented team wins the championship. Only injuries can stop you in the NBA. And you compare the Astros this year to Golden State and their championship run. It took Durant and Clay Thompson to go down for them to lose. The Astros were completely healthy And it still wasn't enough. Usually in baseball, the team with the best record doesn't win. If you go through the last 20 years in the NBA, Stephen, the only two times you can say for sure the most talented team didn't win uh, from my memory were were the Mavericks and the Pistons. That's it in 20 years. Yeah, that's true. And of course, you know, in basketball, one or two players can sway a team one way or the other. So it's kind of interesting how that you know, stacks up against baseball where, you know, you obviously need a lot more players than that to turn a team around sometimes. So yeah, it is an interesting comparison, but, but that's why, you know, baseball is just so hard. You know, the last team to win back to back world series was the Yankees in 1998, 1999 and 2000. That's 20 years ago, Robert. It hasn't happened since. So the fact that the Astros have at least been to two out of the last three world series, that tells you right there, I mean, it's hard to win back-to-back, but it's it's awfully hard just to get there in baseball. Houston did come, come up in the clutch, though, uh, against uh, a Washington team the same night as we're talking about Game 7. Well, uh, nobody cares, but the Rockets did come from nine behind in the final two and a half minutes to beat the Washington Wizards and... You know, well, it's a, it's a, it was, and that was a wild game, wasn't it? I mean, I, I thought I saw the score wrong the first time I looked at it. Oh, it was crazy. And, and I was catching quite a bit of it. And the Wizards were just red hot from three. It was 159 to 158. It looked like a NBA All Star game. I thought it was an overtime or something. That's when I first saw it. I go, how many overtimes did they play? Two, three? <laughs> so 
Yeah, that's wild. So all right, they're they're one and one against Washington on game seven night, I guess. But yeah, that's probably not gonna that that's probably not gonna comfort too many Astros fans, but hey, we'll take what we can get. Yeah, nobody could miss a shot. It was just you know, goofy uh, game for, well, both teams, but the Wizards were, guys were making shots besides Bradley Beal, which, you know, was kind of surprising. But anyway, I mean, I just wanted to throw that out there. I mean, it's it's unfortunate nobody saw that game because it, it looked like it was a hell of a fun game to watch. But, uh, you know, I, obviously, if it was another night, everybody would have been talking about that game the next day. But, yeah, uh, tough one for the Astros. Uh any final thoughts? Uh, we at some point in the not too distant future. Uh, trust me, we're going to get into other stuff besides. We've been mostly Astros and te- Texan centric, and I want to get some Rockets guests on and, and get more Rockets conversation. But you know, obviously, with these two teams and just and super important game after game after game, you know, we, we've had to do these two teams. Well, you know, we really haven't even talked about Zach Grinke and what a beautiful performing. We've mentioned it somewhat, but. You know, here's the guy that the Astros traded for at the trade deadline. And a lot of people have been ragging on him throughout the season and, and even in the postseason that it just looked like he wasn't getting it done. But, you know, hey, let's be honest. Zach Greinke was not the reason that the Astros lost game seven, for sure. I mean, he pitched a beautiful game. He went into the seventh inning and he pitched, I believe, six and a third innings. And just, you know, great baseball. And he definitely kept the team in the game. Started laboring the seventh inning, and that, I'm sure that's why AJ took him out. But what a great game Zach Greinke pitched. He definitely earned that contract when he really needed it is in game seven. I mean, he couldn't. they weren't in the National League ballpark, so he couldn't come through with his bat to help the offense. So there wasn't anything he could do about that. And just You have to feel bad for Greinke because he pitched well enough to win that game. And unfortunately, the Astros' bullpen just couldn't hold it, and the offense couldn't come through either. So... Yeah, people don't be too hard on, you know, AJ Hinch if, you know, I don't know what the deal is with it's going what's going to come out with Garrett Cole, but I mean, we we know what an extraordinary manager he is and he 99.9999% of the time he's pulled out the perfect move at the perfect time. And, you know, I I just didn't feel like it was the Astros game. I mean, there just no. it just wasn't no, A.J. Hinch is not the reason the Astros lost this World Series. And and honestly, sometimes I think we overanalyze managerial moves. And if they make one bad move or one move that we think is bad, that, that results in a negative for one team, well, it's obviously going to result in a positive for the other team. It's, it's, a, it's a pattern. It's when you start seeing a pattern or a series of moves that may be questionable, then maybe you can take a look and say, well, you know, where is his head? But no, A.J. Hinch is definitely not the reason the Astros lost this World Series. You know, he I mean, are you going to say that he won it handily in 2017, that he's the only reason that they won the World Series? You, you have to you have to play it in the middle. He he made some great managerial moves. And there have been a couple of times throughout the last two or three years that he's made some questionable ones. But every manager does that. So, yeah, let, let's not do the A.J. Hinch hating just because the Astros lost game seven of the World Series. If anybody has any thoughts that they want to send to us, you know, you can send to the email. You can even send a, a voicemail and we'll put it on the air. If you have a, a thought that's pretty interesting or a, you've got a question that you want to ask that we can answer. I mean, that's always out there. I, I assume everybody knows at this point because you see it 
in the show description with every single podcast, our email info at houstonsportstalk.net. Stephen, we would love to hear from the listeners. And, uh, you know, I, I, the more I hear from you guys, the more excited it gets me because I, I know they're out there. We've, we've had somewhere in the neighborhood of 12,000 listens just in the last month. Yeah, I mean, we know that you're out there. And so if there's something you like or, you know, we I mean, you don't have to hate on us. But if there's some constructive criticism, you know, things that or things that you would like to see on the podcast, the only way we're going to know is if we hear from you. So but by all means, so there are different ways to communicate with us. We, we'd love to play your voicemails on the air. It'd be kind of like uh, kind of like doing the old call in show kind of thing. So, yeah, your input, your feedback is valuable so that Robert and I can uh, improve and, and maybe give you some things that we haven't been giving you that you might want. And if you got a smartphone, which I feel like almost everybody has one at this point, it's real easy. Everybody's got a voice recorder on their smartphone and you can just, you know, hit record and it's real easy from there. Just forward that onto your uh, info at HoustonSportsTalk.net email address. And it's, it's really that easy. Uh, if you don't have anything else, Stephen, I do have uh, some final words. Go ahead. I just want to say that, you know, when we started this podcast in 2013, the Astros were a joke. They were one of the worst teams in baseball history. There were butt slides. They were getting no hit. Uh, the Texans were about to go 2-14 and 14 after two playoff appearances. The Rockets had just gotten James Harden, and that was maybe the only hope in this city. I mean, J.J. Watt was here, but... There wasn't much else. And today, we mourn a Game 7 loss in the World Series. We're devastated, but we know that Altuve, Bregman, Springer, Correa, Jordan, Verlander, Granke, and so much more is coming back next year. We know the Rockets will be throwing out two MVPs every night, one of which threw up 59 points while the Astros fell in Game 7. The Texans... Give us the magic of Deshaun and the brilliance of DeAndre. And there appears to be talent on offense for the future for the Texans. In sports, you get tomorrow and the next game and the next season. That's why we love it. Go Astros. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Don't forget to follow Houston Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Podcast app, or the Stitcher app. You can support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or by telling your friends about us. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hey.